Hello Nomads and welcome to another episode of The Nomads of Fantasy, the spookiest podcast you will ever hear. This week is episode 118 and we are discussing horror indie video games, spooky indie video games. Um, With me this week, uh, as always, uh, we have Eric. Happy Halloween! Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and Brandon. You have died. <laughs> over and over and Jeez, over. What, what game, game is that from? I don't know. It's just any game. All horror you games? Died. From uh, every, Dark Souls is like every Resident Evil game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You have been defeated. That's what I had in mind, but yeah. Dead. Um, yeah. And we were just, I mean, we've been shooting the shit for a while. Um about just games in general and we wanted to put together an episode because we always like to shout out to indie games support our indie games because they always they always need a little bit of love um and it's that time of year where there are a lot of spooky-ish horror games out there so we're gonna give that a once over this week um if you guys would like to play along with us next week we're gonna be doing our catch-up for what we've been playing uh spoiler warning i've been playing some mortal kombat um, I don't know what you guys have been up to, but there's always something going on <laughs> in the background. Um, and then first week in November, we're going to India and we are going to be watching Jailer, which came yeah. to us as a recommendation from one of your work buddies, oh, right, yeah. Eric? That's right. Yes. Yep. It's Absolutely. Amazon Prime. So, Prime. Ah, uh, is it? I'm Prime. Yep. Um, <laughs> Nice. Well, yeah, we are always looking for um, suggestions, especially for this kind of episode, too. Um, when we're talking about kind of like a mixed grab bag of, you know, games and movies, well, games today, but movies and whatever. But Eric, if people want to give us a shout out and get a hold of us uh, to make any suggestions or just join in with the community that we have going over on Discord, where we're chatting up every day. Uh, how would they get a hold of us? Well, David, I'm glad you asked. Uh, if you want to give <laughs> us your indie horror game recommendations for this Halloween, uh, you can go to the nomadsoffantasy.com slash discord. If you want to hop in there, talk some video games with us and whatever else is on your mind. You know, we talk about movies, TV shows, just general life stuff. So it's always fun in there. We're always having a good conversation. Uh, yeah, if you want to, you know, we can, you, we have email too. Uh, nobody uses it, but if you want to email us your, your horror game recommendations or anything else, nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Get over on the X, the uh, Instagrams, the TikToks, all at Nomads of Fantasy. Uh, and while you're over at the nomadsoffantasy.com, you know, check out our merch store. Grab a mm-hmm. grab a beanie for the winter season. I just did today. That. Yeah, exactly. So, Comes in a bunch of yeah. colors. I got They are. They are nice yes. looking, too. They are. Classy looking. They are so yes all Sweet. good stuff thank you eric um i will also mention our what map game is chugging along through the end of the year if you know it's like a world but video game maps we play it pretty much every day um because there's a new map every day we've got it chugging along we're at day 200 it, no, no something it's no. over we gotta be up close it's to over three. 400 now yeah i remember it for a while. i remember no. the other day was 404 which i thought was funny holy shit so but you can you play you can you go back and play every game in the yes. uh we oh, that's a pretty cool added feature. that feature recently where you know okay. if you if you're just coming in now 400 maps in you can play every single one up to this point so yeah 
Not like lame ass Wordle where you're gonna play them by the day. Right. I right. think I think we're what we're much game is one of the best games you could play while pooping. Definitely. Uh it's yes, it's part of my morning morning coffee and poop routine. Yeah. So get it, yeah, in there. get it in there. Some cool screenshots. All you know, a lot of video games have cool map art, so whatmapgame.com. That's check that out. Kind of how it all started. And we like to appreciate like, you know, things done well. So, you know, whether it's like skyboxes in games or maps and games and how you know everybody does things a little differently but it's yeah. nice to appreciate things that what nice, skybox so. would be a hard one <laughs> like guess know, like a, guess like a destiny or video game. gears destiny always had sweet skyboxes like off in the background if so. it was just the blue sky with with clouds that would, that would be tough but well, could zoom well. out to the to the ground whatever we got we got ideas. That's later. a whole nother story. Uh, on the on the on the scary games. Um, I just before we jump into the next act, I figure I'll ask you guys a question here without your previous knowledge. When you guys are setting up to play scary games, uh, how do you like to how do you like to get into the mood? How do you like to set yourself up? Uh, I know Brandon likes to play with the lights on. I'm I'm alone in the dark with headphones on You're in nuts. my office. Headphones too. Yes, headphones are okay. essential for horror games. Okay, that I can see because that that definitely does help. You know, cancel out like your dog walking around in the background or it's a big element know, just in horror I'll, genre, yeah I'll, general, somebody sound. opening the fridge i'll talk about this with my games but i think the sound design in a horror game is like make or break almost so yeah but we'll get yeah. into to it. help the scariness okay brandon any any tips comments questions concerns well, about how you play? yeah dave says I, I play with the lights on because i can watch horror movies at night with headphones on and be fine but video games, video games, I can die in those. <laughs> I can die early on in the game. So I just if you die in the game, you die in real yeah, life. Yeah, like if you go back and check out our Resident Evil Seven episode, I think I played twenty minutes of the game, and I said I, I watched somebody play it online. You so watched game, a walkthrough. I watched a walkthrough. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not playing this. Um, that the kitchen in that was dude, fucking terrifying though. That engine, yeah. Me, but meanwhile, I'm playing uh, Resident Evil Two remake and Resident Evil Four remake. Not nearly as scary. That Resident Evil Seven, really. just so there was a so good, a real sense of like realism to that game yeah. where like and like you Seven couldn't see more than four feet like in front terrifying. of you because it was just so dark yeah. and first, highly the first detailed. person mode makes, the a, sound. makes a difference too. That game with headphones is nuts, but no, I I I the games I played, well we get into them, but I did wear headphones, but I mostly played them during the day or like whatever lights are on. Yeah, I'm. Pff, I'm not playing scary games. Uh, with lights I mean, on. the only time I, I play games is at night with the lights off in my office. So that's how I play all games. <laughs> okay. They get you there. I usually have to go in smaller segments. I know when I was going through Resident Evil 7 or, you know, Resident Evil 2 remake or whatever, like they're so intense mm-hmm. and so anxiety inducing that like I get like an hour, hour and a half in and I'm like, all right, I need to. Take a take a cleansing breath, like relax, like you know, go watch the Bluey episode or Spider Man <laughs> right? movie or something. Like that. Yeah, get a pallet. Not that far, but you know, you know, take a deep breath and kind of re- recenter myself here. So, all right, cool. Well, like, thank you guys for uh, that quick, impromptu answer. You um, are welcome, Dave. Yes, very much appreciated. Um, let's take a quick breaky break here. Um, let's reset ourselves. Let's refocus. Um, and 
By that, know, Dave really scared. means that like, he needs scared. to go sneak a, another beer <laughs> before we record the next. No, that's we, we got we got Take a another fireball. shot. This is my my oh, end hey, of summer. Hold on, before days. we go to break, for the listen for the people that are watching, this is not a promo, and I don't know if Aldi <laughs> wants to hear this, but if they want to sponsor us, then sure. So Aldi, the store Aldi, they they sell beer now, and they have a hopping Nomad IPA. Uh, oh, it's a Nomad brand. Yeah, so it's a session IPA. It's only four point three percent, four point five percent less than a Budweiser. Um, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Aldi, they have a How few beers it? there. They taste all right. It tastes How great. Is it, yeah, it tastes really I good. Think it... So I'll, I'll, I'll plug in. I just finished a. I always drink on every party. bottles. Double. Listen, this is our yeah. ad promo for Aldi. I'm going to submit this video to them. Please do. Um, they did a good job because another popular beer is Founders All Day IPA, and this mm-hmm. is one of their beers, uh, one of the different flavors. But um, Aldi made did a good job, kind of replicating some of those known brands, but putting their own mm-hmm. spin on it. It's a little fruitier, but it's delicious. Like I, I don't know, I I don't know how to like sell Aldi to people, but like if you're going in there to get something, <laughs> don't. Don't walk by don't the sleep beer. Sleep on the beers. Yeah, it's tucked yeah. away usually in a small spot, but like it's new. I mean, it's a newer, newer feature too. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's new. The craft beers. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, it was last week. You had like nine... the Guinness one. Yeah, and it's you had the Guinness one, and like you couldn't really. Tell I showed you real quick, and then I... took it away, and you're like, "Oh, that's yeah. a Guinness," and that's what they're trying to say. Like, yeah, there's one that's like Blue Moon, um, but how do they compare though? How does it compare? To very the Guinness? V- just as good. Well. Guinness has kind of got their own thing, but this is a, this IPA at least is really good. Like I'm, I'm impressed with hmm. it. And it's six ninety nine for a six pack or something like that. Seven ninety nine, which is yeah. cheap. Usually craft beer is like ten, eleven, twelve dollars for a six pack. So, oh well, that was our uh, unsolicited Aldi's review. The Hopping of Nomad beers. IPA. I would, yeah, I would love to make that. that. Little... I would love to make that the official beer of the Nomads of Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. We'll have to take a trip out to Aldi's and see if we can. Uh, yes. I'll get some. Aldi's is awesome. All right. Cool. Well, let, we'll put a break on it there. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and let's come back a little spookier than we are here. Right after this. <laughs> <laughs> spookier? So you gonna come back with your head color? <laughs> come back like this? Oh, oh no! episode of the year uh we are gonna hit up some indie games so i know i said before strap in fuckers yeah i don't know if it's gonna be that intense but it's gonna uh, get intense scary in here like to get these get these uh in in this time of season like because i think we all kind of play spooky games around this time of year i think there's something spooky getting the mood good time to get it for the season i'm not playing resident evil in june like, well, I feel that's like not going to be happening. I have to be in a very particular mood to voluntarily pick up 
a horror game, you know? Like I'm yeah. if I'm going if I'm going to play a game on a weekend, you know, or whatever, just pick up a game at night, I'm probably not reaching for a horror game. Uh typically, right. Unless there's like a new big release of like Resident Evil or something, but mm-hmm. typically n- not. Has to be kind of a either well, in the mood, the season, or just you know. It is odd wanna, though, because like some of those big games that I know this is an indie episode, but some of those big games will come out during the summer. It just seems weird. Like Resident Evil Four came out this year earlier. Came in out the year. like the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Like why don't you just save it for like well something uh, October? Something interesting I was thinking about today is the the horror genre in general for video games like i feel like you don't see many triple a horror games like you right. got your big ones like resident evil uh dead space dead, dead space, space resident evil there's some other evil ones within. there's like like evil within yeah with the budget yeah. um like even like elden ring would you consider elden ring it's not horror nah, but it's like it's not like it's like creepy spooky but there i feel like horror is a very specific <clears throat> genre and yeah because of that i think there isn't i mean much like horror movies i feel like there isn't a mass appeal it's more of like people like horror movies or they don't like horror movies and i feel like it's the same with horror video games which i think is part of the reason why we see uh, honestly the the indie game scene is like almost oversaturated with horror games i was just looking on today like the new releases on steam yeah there was like at least half of them were horror games and like it was like 20 of them just today on steam okay. really yeah so that i was that is pretty impressive so i think there's i mean since it is kind of you know a more niche genre i think there's more room to kind of experiment in that genre especially since mm-hmm. we don't see many triple a's uh going into the horror genre since it doesn't have that mass appeal and so I think that's part of the reason why we see so many indie horror games um, and so many that are trying to do something different or experiment within the genre. Hmm. Right. But usually the indie games usually have a lower graphical fidelity, which is what you were saying before about the audio quality, like yes. audio is a big thing in these games. Some of the games that I was playing, they're more pixel based, which I think is less scary when you're getting into the more photorealistic mm-hmm. horror games like Resident Evil 7. So it's like it's a balancing act at the same time. Yeah, but the two games know. I picked were on both sides of the spectrum. Like oh, one of them okay. is like a top-down perspective, uh, like more you know stylized art style, and then the other one was like a first-person, going for a more realistic yeah. like you know AAA experience. So nice. got a good. What mix we need is there. more, more uh, FMV horror games. That's I think that's a genre that we need to well, tap into. There's that like one game that full motion video. But there's like the quarry and like those yeah. other games. You the, know? the man, the man of Medan, and the yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the the big one? But those aren't um, those aren't actual video. Those yeah. are actual. No, but they're pretty damn. They're basically they doing the same thing though. You're more or less watching yeah. people. You can move it's like, them around. It's like quick time events. Quick time you know, walking simulator horror kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, until let's dawn. jump into it. Sorry, that's the until that's dawn. Thank thinking. you. Yes, yeah. that was a good one. That was when Hayden Panettiere, yeah. the girl from Heroes. Yep, that's the only reason why I remembered it. Um, but yeah, I heard that that one was actually really good too. But yeah. um, yeah, why don't we jump into what we got going on here? So I think Brandon, you were first up on the docket. Um, yeah. Why don't you why don't you throw something our way? Sure. Let's, let's hear what you got going on. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah, the, there there are a lot of indie games out there. Where do you go? Where do you start with that if you want to support the indie developers and do some horror? One of the games I checked out came out this year, and I didn't know it was a horror game, but which is funny. This just kind of worked out. But so the game is called Bramble, the Mountain King. B R A M. Okay. Right. I have I know nothing about either of your games either. So and Brandon just learned what Bramble. It's, yeah, meant. I don't. I've never heard Bramble before. I'm a I'm a dummy. I don't know. But anyways, I'm like it's a spiky what? bush. And then they're like, I don't know. It's like a spiky <laughs> bush or something. I'm like, oh, that makes totally totally makes sense because yeah, there, there's a consistently there's, there's a, some spiky bushes all over the place, <laughs> and you have to like walk your way through them sometimes. But um, yeah. So this game it was made by. Uh, Dim Frost Studio. Uh, they gotta be from Europe. This game is based on Nordic folklore, and it's it's an I like that. yeah. So I saw some trending videos on like TikTok and YouTube. You know where you see like this little child like kind of hopping around on like lily pads, and all of a sudden this giant like naked monster like thing in the background sees you <laughs> in the distance and starts walking towards you and. So you're really small, it's really big, and I'm like, what the hell is that game? Well, this game I discovered on Xbox Game Pass, and I downloaded okay. it. I didn't even, I don't know, it's like one of those days where they added a bunch of games to Game Pass, and I just started downloading a bunch of them. I'm like, what's this one? Bramble, what the fuck? I had the time, I didn't even know what the word was. I'm like, what is that? So I download it, and I, I swear to God, they paint it like it's a kid's game. They did this on purpose. It's kind of like Pan's Labyrinth a little bit from Del Toro, where it's kind of innocent enough and kind of friendly and all that stuff. Uh, this boy wakes up, and uh, his sister's not there, and it, it takes place, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe 1800s, 1700s, something like that. It takes place a while ago, just by the way they're dressed in the house they're living in. He get He leaves the house at night through the window, and he goes looking for his sister. And hilarity and I, it's just like, well, because I say it's like a kid's game because nope. he, he encounters these little gnomes. Do you remember that TV show from like the eighties? There was like this red cone, blue shirted gnome guy. It was a TV show that we all watched when we were kids back in the Nomeo day. and Juliet. Not Fraggle Rock. I don't know. No, it was like something, the gnome or something like that. Well, anyways, like Pete, the gnome or whatever, Harold, the gnome. Sounds Anyways. like the setup for like a Grimm's brother. Uh, yeah, which or is or brother's it is David David the gnome. Thank you, David he the looks gnome. like a lawn ornament. Yeah, so okay. he looks like the lawn ornament. Gnome. So yeah. this game, you encounter these little guys, and they literally are voiced by children, like giggling, like little giggles of kids and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, and is this a voiced game? Not really, but they do like sounds okay. like oh, ow, ooh, you know, uh, you know, stuff. But the <laughs> how's all that going? Of a sudden, so then you're like (laughs) there's a soundbite for you so but you're like you you go you like discover like this village of these kids and things are starting to get really tall like mushrooms are getting really tall and you're getting much smaller but you're still towering over these these like little gnome guys and you're like playing peekaboo and you're kind of finding them and you're just like yeah this is cute whatever all right fine this this is like a kid's game with some puzzles in it this is great maybe my kids can watch me play this so but that how do what Sorry, keep going. I got a, I got a question about gameplay. Well, but eventually, I know, I out know. of nowhere... What kind of game is it? Like, 
the yeah. well hold on i'm just talking about the story but like all of a sudden like these giant trolls like come out of nowhere like a boss thing comes out and it just like kills them and it gets really scary real quick damn so you're asking about the gameplay um it's kind of like yeah, what's, third what person would you, what would you say the genre third person action adventure People yeah. liken it to Little Nightmares, which I've only played a little bit of. Little it's... Nightmares is really fucking good. I played through that game. I, okay. I liked it a lot. So you might like this. It's kind of like, I mean, Little Nightmares is like, it was cribbing like Limbo or Inside style. like the But 3D. Puzzle platformer. A little bit. Like 2D, puzzle, 2D yeah. puzzle platformer. That's what Bramble is. This is more of like a... 3D though? No, it I'm goes it, it goes it. goes in and out of that. So it might play like Limbo for a little bit. You can only go left or right, up and down. Um, then you're like, but you're like in a 3D world, so you might walk on a path and it'll take you to an area, and then you can go anywhere you want, right? And you can jump, and you have like, ooh, I like that. Um, yeah, you can climb and stuff. It's pretty limited on like what you can do, but um, it really takes you through all these worlds. So it's you're constantly meeting different like situations. I'll call them situations. Um, cause really all you can do is run and jump on stuff and flash a light, but there's always like a different thing. Like, I don't know. I, I won't give anything away. Cause I think, I think the mystery in the exploring the world is the best part. It's really good sound. I wore it with headphones, really cool music. Um, it looks f- really like I'm looking at like a trailer. The, yeah. Right so now. the only this thing looks, I'll not, this is, this is pretty solid 3d. Like the art yeah, style. Of this uh, the art thing. is like incredible. The lighting of it. Look, dr- looks really nice. Yes. So it's hit or miss with the visuals. Uh, it's an indie developer. I think the ki- the main character, the kid that you play, like he, he's kind of unfinished in design. I think he doesn't, he's not interesting to look at. He stands out like the detail on him. Look, it's kind of mm-hmm. stiff and limited. Like it looks like an indie game. But the world that he's in and the animations of everything else and the framing of the camera and everything else is Dude, really, yeah. just, really just good. Just looking at uh, screenshots from it, it looks great. And I, I'm kind of a sucker for like that little person in a big world theme right. in video games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you encounter a lot of these giant things. Some are good, some are bad. Uh, and it has a beautiful story. Like, um, Again, like I think like- the less you know, the better. But the artwork that they use for the cover art is not good it looks kind of it looks amateur and like cartoony but the game's more yeah. realistic looking and then, then when you meet this kid and you play the game for the first five minutes you think it's a kid's game but it really does turn into a really creepy scary game i mean there's like zombies this in looks it like yeah so it looks like nordic like it is nordic horror alice in yep. wonderlands it totally the is. company is Company is out of Sweden, by the it way. It is out of Sweden. Uh, okay. Dim Frost I, Studio. Okay. Yeah. Forgot to look, look specifically where they're from. Um, I thought it was really good. And it's got that Celtic midsummer kind of sound of like music. And there's this woman who's like narrating along a little bit, you know. So she'll Ooh, kind of because like, like the main character can't talk, right? We talked about this how indie games they don't have like the budget to really do a lot of voiceover, so they kind of rely on oohs, us, and all that stuff. But yeah. The less you know, you better. Like a, uh, but a lot of check this one out. The the indie games, like yeah, I, I didn't play anything with any words in it either. Like everything is all text based essentially. So I get it's it's got to be you know creative or budgetary constraints. You know, like they don't have yeah. the the budget to go hire all these voice actors I'll, and get all. Well, this I'll stuff close. There, so you gotta work with what you I'll got. I'll close with this though. The the game Bramble it it has. I think everything overall is fine like there's no issues with it like i would give it a, for an indie game i'd easily give it 8.5 out of 10 you know uh, i think it got really good ratings but 
yeah sometimes it's frustrating a little bit where like you can't really tell where you're supposed to jump when you jump when you do some platforming and you, mm-hmm. you redo it over and over again but you don't really have to backtrack much it kind of remembers where you left off so you're you can crush this game in a few nights if you wanted to and uh nice. yeah the boss, you, uh... there's some boss fights at the end that can be frustrating but you just got to learn the pattern and then you're good mm-hmm. and that's kind of when Did it gets really scary game? yeah okay Awesome. Yeah, yeah. This one I finished. My other game I did not, but this one I did. I mean, I know you don't finish many games, so right. if it was good enough to pull uh, you through to the end. Then... I didn't think I was going to finish this game when I started it. I just literally downloaded it, started playing it, and I'm like, hey, what's this? And all of a sudden, before I wrapped it up, like the you know, like that first playthrough, I was like, oh, it's for kids. I'll have my kids play with me sometime. I kept going a little bit, and I'm like, holy shit, this is a horror game out of Could nowhere. Do you imagine if you picked it up and you're yeah, like, hey, kids, dude. check this game out. I, I don't want to say anything. It's like, there's, there's some fucked up scary things that happen in this. That's just not very <laughs> scary, very creepy. For me, I was like, how am I playing this? But I got through it, you know. Nice. Well, that sounds Sweet. very cool. Thank awesome. you for Thank you for sharing with the class. Um, you said this is on Game Pass? It's on everything. Yep. It's on everything. Okay. Game Pass. I, I, I think I downloaded it on Game Pass. Because you talked about it on a catch-up a while yeah, ago. I, yeah, uh, a few months ago when it, it came out, out uh, on Game Pass, I, I started it. And I thought, oh, this would be great for Halloween. So I kind of waited a little bit so that it was fresh in my memory. And I'm glad I did. Uh, I, I actually mean, beat yeah, it just, this afternoon, actually, on launch. Just your, uh, you talking about it and looking at some of the uh, the screenshots and stuff. Definitely, it makes me want to uh, check it out. At least, you know, play a little bit of it. Hmm. Nice. All right, well, I'm going to jump in and go next because... Do it. Make sure we keep this train moving. Uh, I played a game called Signalis. Signalis. Is that that the correct That is correct. Signalis, yeah. Okay. This one uh, is defined as a survival horror game. This was Um, one of my runner-up picks, by the way. I I was going to do it, but then you were doing it, so I decided not to do it. That's Yeah, I was kind of hoping that somebody else would, too, because it's... This is a, this is an interesting game because knowing that you like um, Resident Evil games, this game reminded me a lot of those old. That's what I heard. Resident That's what I've Evil heard. Games. Yeah. When it came um, out, people were talking about it in that way. Yeah. Uh, Signalis came out uh, October twenty seventh of last year, twenty twenty two. It's gotten some fantastic reviews, but it is a, a top down like two point five D perspective. Um, I don't know, like action adventure game, I guess. Type. Yeah, there. I mean, it's got some puzzles. Is it this fixed game is camera pre- angles like the first yes, Resident I'm, Evil? From what I remember, yes. yeah. Okay. Um, this is uh, created by Rose Engine, which is uh, literally two people in Germany. Damn, two people made that? Yuri, Yuri Stern and Barbara Whitman. Wow. Um, two illustrators and game designers okay. from I was gonna Hamburg, say Germany. Illustration is really good. Which which makes That's this cool. game so much more fucking impressive that two people put this out. Um, but I guess to to put a, I don't know, quick story synopsis on it. Um, it's, you know, in the future at some point where there are, um, they're called replicas, but they're kind of like androids. They feel a little bit like replicants from oh, Blade Runner, um, Blade Blade Runner? Runner kind of. Okay. Where they're, you know, semi-human, but they're, you know, they haven't quite perfected that either. Um, but there's, you know, a big mystery on where you just kind of wake up and you go into this, you know, plant and there's, I don't want to call them zombies, but they're, they're like replicas that have kind of gone, I don't know, 
off. Like they're, they're gone, they've gone off the rails where it's they're like, almost uh, kind of like Halo when they like go alien rampant. isolation, like the the average Joes. Oh, or oh the like, average Joes. Yeah, know. that's a good that's a good one. Which is a great game, by the way. Scary. Oh, oh. Alien Isolation. Oh my god, I love that game. Yeah. Um, yes, that is a must play. But yes, this one is um it takes a lot from the Resident Evil genre. You got, you know, your left trigger pulls up your gun and you can kind of look around with the other stick and you know, jack people. Um there is you know, a lot of exploration and you got to go find this key to open this door. And then you got to open, you know, that gives you something else to go get something some, somewhere else. Did you I have a hard time this... exploring? Cause when I played it, I got, I got frustrated with, it. I didn't get too far in it. Cause I'm like, I don't know where to go or what to do. And I didn't want to look online. Say, I just turned it off. <laughs> at one point I did, um, get a walkthrough, but okay. I found, they called it a, a walkthrough with light spoilers. And I, I like I like yeah because they don't tell you exactly what to do. They say, "All right, you got this key card. Now go to this room and get this stuff and then go over to this room and get stuff." But they don't tell you like the exact steps that you need to go from one point to the okay, other. You just know objective what you need yeah, to do. Yeah, okay. so you know that, like, "Hey, you go get this key, go to this floor and open up this door and then you get whatever you get in there, you know." They don't they don't they're not handwriting it out for you, so you're following like specific step by step. And I do wish a lot of games would do something like this, where they have, or I don't know, walkthroughs would do something like this, where they give you like a light version. More games of should the just have uh, built-in hint systems, anyways. Like, hey, if you want to hint, yeah. hit this button, and it, it'll just tell you where to go. Like that would also be helpful. Um, but no, it's it's got a super creepy atmosphere to it. It's not terribly scary. It's more of like creepy. It's got that survival horror thing where like everything is in low like you don't have a lot of bullets you you're constantly running low on you know health packs or ammunition and stuff like that i didn't have a melee weapon so if you're like out of ammo you just fucking street defeat and you got to run past these zombies and get to where you got to go um there there were some issues with like some of the things that's kind of annoying is the inventory system because you can hold six things mm-hmm and six things is all you can hold for the entire game. So you got there's a lot of like running back to storage boxes to empty out your inventory so I can go back to this Trying room to add to and that pick tension. up all this shit. Yeah, yeah it's that's like yeah. the survival horror. It's genre. specifically built in like that. So like yeah, that's a but, you know, if move you want there. you got to have a flashlight to go in certain dark rooms which is super But if there's creepy. no way to expand your inventory with at least with the Resident Evil games there's mm-hmm. always ways to upgrade your inventory. But yeah, yeah if, if this you're just stuck with the same size the whole game, that's kind of a bummer. I if this had that, I mean, it would help out immensely because I mean, at a certain point, you know, you're carrying around one gun with the ammo, and then like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a key card or something that you need to go to the next place, and then you do your thing, and then you got to go. I I mean, I it's probably the OCD in me where I like go back to the storage box, pick up what I need, you know, go do the thing I got to do, and then run back, but. I didn't finish this one. I got, pre- I mean, I got pretty far in it. I played, you know, 15, 10, 15 hours of it. It's long um, for an indie game. Damn. Yeah, it is. Not finish it. Did you finish that game? Eric? Yeah, I, I don't know if. Which one? Signal- Signalis? No, I never played it. I I wanted to oh. check it out, but I, oh, okay. I never actually did. No. Oh, I thought you checked it. Okay. Yeah. And they do have some cool, like, puzzles in it. The artwork is like, replace, That's why I downloaded replace it. fuses. Yeah, it's all like um, it's all like a pixel based kind. Of, like I don't know, it's 
not pixely like Mario, but it's got like a filter over yeah. it where everything kind of looks pixely and nice. Is it? It's 3D though, have, right? Like technically yes because when you get like the flashlight and you're shining it around the room like yeah. you can see it moving in the 3d space which is okay super super cool but so it's three-dimensional like... models but fixed camera angles yes. 2d perspective okay but some of the story beats that you hit um they'll have like flashbacks or stuff like that those will take place in first person but you will still have the same pixelized filter over it where you're like kind of walking down a hallway or walking through hmm. a train okay. and like looking around, looking around with regular like dual stick first person controls. They don't do a lot in those, you know, cutscenes or whatever. You're not fighting anybody in those. You're kind of using those for like story beat and narrative elements to kind of push you through it. But um, this one actually is leaving Game Pass very shortly but um it's an indie game indie games are not that expensive if you really want to check it out it's, it's been on game, game pass for a year you know yeah. and it's like it's, it's i mean it's 20 bucks on steam it's got a back. 10 out of 10 on steam yeah mm-hmm. it's got a 97 percent on uh google but yeah. if you like those old school um survival horror games i would highly highly recommend this one um nice they've got they've got a cool deeper story that goes into it whether you know and they're making commentary about you know androids and are they people like how do we treat them you know all that kind of stuff like that so i thought um signals was a super cool one um they're gonna be pulling it soon so i gotta try and get that in before the end of the week (laughs) um and get that one finished out but uh sweet yeah i thought that one was a cool surprise i didn't i had seen the picture on game pass and i had you know i'm like oh it looks interesting but then i kind of i played it for this one and i was pleasantly surprised nice all right that was me um let's take a jump over to e-rock what do you what did you get into this uh season the first game i'm gonna talk about is a game called darkwood um mm-hmm. oh so, yeah dude have I, you heard of this one i think xbox gave it away for free it was like a games with gold or something like that i think i have it okay I got but it. I never played on... it. <laughs> this looks creepy as shit. Yeah. Fucking screenshot. I All got right, it sorry, on the uh, Epic Game Store for free, like, yeah. know, probably a year ago or something. Oh, and now okay. that I have my Steam Deck, I can access my Epic Games library Ooh, on there. Yes. So I was looking through there to see if there were any cool horror games, and I found this one called Darkwood. And it has super good reviews, has like a, a 9 out of 10 on Steam. Um, and this was developed by a developed and published by a studio called Acid Wizard Studio, which they are <laughs> lo- located in Poland. And this is a sweet ass name. Too. This studio is only three people. So another oh, very yes, small this game. indie team. Awesome. I checked yep. this out. Yeah, Dave, if you like Signalis, you would probably like this. This Brandon game is would hate this game. I did I not like it. it. I uninstalled yeah. it right away. Um, but so it, it's, I got out it's, of the house. I got out of the opening house. Like I got far enough, but I was just like, I'm I think Dave would. I think Dave I mean, I'm might watching the trailer like this game there's a, because there's a creepy naked lady walking into the woods. It reminds me very much of Vitch that we watched for last week. Well, dude, no, a... Bramble is like the witch with sound and all that shit. But no, I I didn't like this game. Yeah, for reasons because. <laughs> But Dave, I don't know. Dave might like it because there's all this inventory. All right. And... Well, let me explain it. Well, well yeah. Stop what, cribbing what is my this, fucking game. Um, <laughs> this game sucks. This is... 
like I said, this was developed by three people in Poland. Uh, it entered Steam Early Access in 2014 and was released in 2017. Um, and this is a survival-ass survival horror game. Yeah. So you are doing, like Brandon said, a lot of inventory management. You are doing crafting. You are collecting materials. Um, so, so the conceit, like just the basic overview and plot of this game, uh, it takes place in the 1980s in the Polish People's Republic. Uh, so this is like Sweet. Cold War era uh, Poland. Um, and basically you you get trapped. You wake up. There's this whole prologue where you're this doctor. Um, so, you know, you're playing kind of like the bad guy to start out. Uh, and you sort of rescue the character that you play uh, throughout the rest of the game. So it's like the the prologues, like the tutorial teaching you the mechanics of how your inventory works and everything. Um, And so the doctor like beats the shit out of, you know, the main character and steals this key, which the key is to like this underground base. So there's like a group group of people who are like survivors in this world because the forest you're trapped in, like it's just become like super overgrown and there's like a plague going on in the forest and people are like turning into mutants monsters um oh, okay. so yeah so it's, it's a cool concept it's a very dark wood right it's a very dark wood uh but your goal is basically to find you know the the key to get to the underground base and escape the forest um so kind of what's the gameplay like in this so the gameplay during the day there's a day night cycle sort of thing Ooh, that's cool (laughs) i was good dave's in already so during during the day you are collecting materials uh to basically craft um so you you have this house which is your home base and you have this like gas that keeps the monsters away like flowing Mm -hmm. throughout your house but you have to find gas you have to find um like fuel gasoline to fuel your generator so that you can, you know, keep your lights on and the, the gas flowing and everything. Right. So you keep the monsters away. You can, you know, you're, you're finding wood and stuff to board up your windows and doors. So the monsters don't get in. Does um, that stuff regenerate or is it like, is it like a limited amount a limited think, supply of those resources or do they come I back? I think throughout, cause it's, uh, it's like based on days. So I think when it's the next day, I think some of that stuff regenerate regenerates, but okay. I think the materials cool. are randomized. Like I, they might not be in the same location that they are every, you know, on the previous day. Cool. Um, but yeah, eventually the story progresses more and you have these, uh, goals. Like first goal is just kind of to survive, craft some stuff, um, collect materials, and then you meet uh, some other characters who tell you like, hey, um, there's, you know, meet me on in the, the woods, like on the other side of the woods, but make sure you're prepared uh, so you don't die on the way there. So hmm. now you're preparing for this long journey through the, you know, through the woods. Um, mm-hmm. But there's that sounds fun. <laughs> so there's like different objectives and you unlock more. It starts out, it's like a semi-open world, they describe it as. Like, you can Hmm. go any direction you want, but after you, like, complete an area, you kind of move on to the next area. And it's Um, not, it's not procedurally generated or anything. Like, it's... This, this is, I mean, this is the kind of game where you get to know the landscape and the map and the area, because there are, you have a map, but it doesn't tell you exactly where you are on the map. 
So you have to like whenever you discover a new landmark, it'll mark it on the map. So okay, cool. You can like it'll tell you if you're at a specific landmark, but if you're in between landmarks, you don't know exactly where you are. So you have to use your sense realistic. of direction. Yeah, you have to use your sense of I direction like to find back, you know, find your way back to the house. Like say it's starting to get dark and you don't oh, <laughs> remember boy. which yeah. way the house was. You got to look at your map and be like, okay, oh, that's awesome. The burned out house is over here, so I know that I got to go north to get back to my to my home base. Oh, that's man. good because you're not following creepy. you're not following checkpoint markers or following right. the trail or anything. You got to it gets you more immersed into the worlds. Yeah, I definitely. think immersion's a a key thing. I think with some horror games, a game like that because it's going more realistic, very that, realistic. That was, that was like a smart move. Whenever you open your like inventory management, you have to you press b you get down on the ground you slowly open your bag the game doesn't pause when you are looking mm-hmm. through your inventory and you only have so you have your inventory with your bag and all your materials but you only have three like quick action slots that you can use so you have to pick which materials you want to use in your three slots and so if you get hurt and you want to heal uh it's very deliberate every action in this game is very deliberate if you want to take out hold a bandage on, get this out of my bag you hold like <laughs> you have to equip it in a slot you have to hold down left trigger and then you have to hold down like left trigger to prepare it and then hold down the right shoulder button to actually use the item and it's the same with weapons too like if you have a weapon equipped like an axe or something you hold the left trigger to bring it up and then you press the right shoulder to swing it down okay mm. And you have a stamina like meter all... as well that anything you do uses stamina and you don't have very much of it. So like if you have to get away from an enemy, you better be conserving your stamina. Or if you have to fight an enemy, you, you know, you have to really watch your stamina because it drains all, very quickly. All top down? All from a top down perspective, which is cool because I don't know if I've ever played a top down horror game before. And I think the perspective makes it a little bit less scary because you're more removed from the action. But I think this game, like I was saying, has very good sound design because um, you're okay. hearing you're hearing the creaks in the forest. You're hearing rustling in the leaves. You're hearing footsteps. It's like, you know, spatial audio. So yeah. you're hearing footsteps, you know, if there's uh, if they start out at the right, you can hear them like coming around the house to the other side. Oh, okay. So. It's very cool, and it's very tense at night because you hole up in your house at night. Um, and the only, I guess, the only criticism of this game so far that I have is that, like, once you get back to your house, you have to just wait for the night to end and for it to be the next day. Like, you can't just go to your bed and sleep, and then it's the next you day. Take a nap. No. You just have to wait, which was kind of annoying because I'm just waiting there, sitting in my house, hearing all this stuff rustling around me. Really? But I did have. Yeah. Can they get in the house? Can they break in? So I did have one really tense moment, uh, which was actually kind of cool. So everything, like all the objects in this game, you can move around to. So like there's a dresser in the house. So I I didn't have my door barricaded. So anybody could get in there. Yeah. So I dragged the dresser in front of the door and I was just sitting there waiting one night and the door like creaked open. And I was just like frozen, just waiting for something to happen. I had my like fucking board with nails in it, ready to smash someone, but <laughs> nothing ever came inside. But just that one little creak of the door was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty intense. And like it's pitch black at night too. You can't see anything. And it's the kind of game where you have a vision cone. So basically anywhere yeah. you look is what you can see. 
Um, so that makes it more scary because if you're looking one way, you can't see something that's behind you atta- right. about to attack you. So, but yeah, it's uh, it this was looks good. pretty creepy. This looks good. Is this out on any other? It's consoles? on everything. Literally everything. Is it okay? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. It came to the next gen consoles, PS5, Xbox X, and S last year. So it's on there. It's on the Switch. It's on PC. Yeah. It's on everything. It's like a good. Fifteen dollars, which I think pretty much, I mean, indie games are it's usually a at a point. lower price point, so you get a lot of bang for your buck. It sounds like that's cool. And this game said it; it's pretty long too for an indie game. It says it's like twenty over twenty hours long. Um, so okay. yeah, I mean, I I feel like I didn't, I barely scratched the surface. I played maybe like three hours of this game. Okay, uh, but All I feel to be says eighteen and a half. Okay, so you know, it's it's a pretty lengthy that's, for an yeah. indie game. Um, but I felt like I got a good taste for what it was and like just the, the mystery and, you know, of the story is kind of making me want to go back. Um, but it is, it is pretty cumbersome to like do the inventory management and everything, but that's, I know, I mean, that's part of the survival horror of it. So, yeah, but, but it was real. Good. That's cool. I enjoyed nice. it. It was fun. All right. Darkwood. I'm going to have to, uh, sounds like a porn star there. Dark, yo, baby. Not really. I got the dark Dark wood. wood. (laughs) Uh, I don't feel like that. I don't want that. All right, let's keep on moving out. Let's get out of this dark wood. I'm gonna go Um, opposite with my my next one. mm. So it's I don't know. You guys know me. I can't play horror games. It's tough. So my second (laughs) game is actually not that scary at all. It's called Cult of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Cult of the Lamb's good. I like. I mean, I'm, I haven't played it, but I want to play it. Massive Monster made it. Um, and it's kind of cute. And uh, I've been playing this on and off for a few months, and uh, it's great. It's um, it's a roguelike kind of game. It's got this cartoony uh, 2D top-down perspective. But what I like is this hybrid approach to the two game genres. So it has a little bit of Hades going on, right? Where you go and you go to a room, like a screen or whatever, and you wipe everything out and then you pick a, you know, then you go to the next room and then you do, and then like you can choose what path you might want to go in this one instead of, you know, instead of the doors in Hades. This is just like you, you finish a level, do another level, do another level. And it's like, okay, you can go left, straight, whatever. Um, so is this top down? Top down. Yeah. I have no, I have no idea what I've, I think I've seen a picture. Of so it. just like, think of like it's like two D like almost like paper craft style, right? It's mm-hmm. cartoony. It's very cartoony. Style, like yeah. um, yeah, like um, I don't know, Alien Hominid or whatever you know, or Castle okay. Crashers. Like Flash games, yes. Yeah, yeah, just that very That's what flat they say on their site. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but. Beyond the the art style, which is awesome, and the really catchy music, uh, and the cute characters and all that stuff, uh, the gameplay is really good when you're doing like the fighting stuff. But I said it's a hybrid because you also because all right, you die, you're like this little lamb, and you get killed, you get sacrificed to like a god or whatever. But then like some god like finds you and says, "No, you will come back alive, and you will create a cult, and they will worship you." But you'll do my bidding because like there's other gods that have wronged me and you need to take out the other gods. So you're just going out, killing like all these creatures, working your way to fight these like other gods. 
and which are the boss fights. Um, but you need followers. Like, so what do you do with these followers? You send them to your village. So you have this little village and it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's cool. It's like, uh, you know, they, they will either worship you while you're fighting and there's a daytime cycle, right? It's even when you're fighting, it's still happening. Um, you'll have these, uh, little other animals tending to the land. They have places, they need a place to sleep, but like as they, uh, as they worship you, you unlock stuff. And when you unlock stuff, it benefits the village. So it's pretty cool. Like, um, like you got to feed them. All right. So you feed them and then like, all right, well they shit. So what do you do with the shit? So you could pick it up. You can use this fertilizer, but you should also have like a toilet that they could shit into. Eat it. Yeah. Or like if they get sick, you need a medical bay, you know? And then like sometimes with, and it's all around religion and cults. So it's like, it's kind of funny, but like there's dark humor with that. And, um, like I just got this thing where I can, uh, I'll have a a follower, and he's like, I don't believe in you anymore, and he'll he he doesn't really say anything, but he's just he'll have like a megaphone, and you just hear this, just this cute little voice of this angry little animal, and like all right, enough of this, and I'll shackle him up, and then like I'll have him sit there for a few days, and every day I'll like re-educate him or something like that. Until he's like stops spewing like nonsense. Do you like uh, sacrifice them too? So you can sacrifice them. So like, let's say you're fighting and you die. Well, it's like, all right, well, your run is over. You can go back to your village. And if you do, your followers will frown upon you because that, that looks like you might not be the one to be following because you're losing. You know, so it's like, I don't want to lose. I don't want to die. So I will sacrifice somebody. So like maybe you have a disgruntled follower who's like starting to doubt you. You could sacrifice that guy. He'll get you back in the game. You can keep fighting something. Like that. When you <laughs> when you beat funny. these bosses, there's usually like a follower that you get out of it. You know, you kind of counter other followers. The followers will give you quests. They'll get old and they'll die, so you got to bury their body. If you just leave their body, disease will break out. So there's there's like the simulation town village kind of aspect to the game that's really fun and pretty pretty basic but you know we've we've played those games before and then it's just it's got that roguelike uh game loop where you just go and do love different the, uh, runs more games should mishmash genres like that yeah that's like, great it's a, it's yeah. a really weird, cool combination of genres the weird cuteness but it's like a like a dark cuteness to it where they're like yeah it's not scary they're in like any way, little did you, like animes with the, like the big eyes but they're it looks like they're also like murdering and burying bodies did yeah. you mention the, the developer because like, i know as this is published by devolver which we it's all a devolver it's a devolver game published yeah but it was made by a massive monster Okay. Massive Monster looks like it's. They said I think they were out of Australia and the UK. Yeah, none of like, us are playing American-made games. I'm noticing. <laughs> it's a lot it's of a couple uh, of uh, indie developers old, across the pond. Yeah, yeah, they're old, old Flash developers, which makes that's cool, really yeah, that's good awesome. sense. But it looks like there's like twelve to fifteen people that work with this company. Yeah, it's really good. It's super cool. It does everything that it, it intended to do very well. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, I got my first follower and, you know, him and I, you know, we got we were tight and they only last (laughs) for like a few days and then they they age so fast in the game. And then he's like, you know, it's like he's turning old. He's got a cane and I'm seeing them walking around. I'm like, oh, man, you know, like, don't die on me. And then uh, you get the option of like uh, sending him to heaven so I did it for my first follower. I'm like, you know what? You were my first Altair or whatever. And like, I sent him up. He was like a donkey-like looking guy. And I sent him up. 
And I was like, I'm going to do that to everybody. Nobody will die. There will be no death here. We will be sent to the sure. heavens. I am a giving That's what all the cult leaders say. Right, mm-hmm. dude. But shit goes down. Like, people get sick. People, you know, get die. They die of old age. I'm like, oh, shit. So, I like, got to bury them. And they see that. And then, like, other ones are just, like, disgruntled. So, I sacrifice them. I only sent the one guy. He Only, only one guy I sent into the heavens. Everyone else is, uh, I've let themselves age out or I've sacrificed them or they leave, <laughs> you know, but it took a while and it's fun. So I'll say one more thing and then we can wrap up here, but with my uh, game here, but the, sometimes things get out of control and they'll threaten you. So like, Hey, like you have like, I had like, I was down like two followers and it's like, if you don't is have any followers, your cult is over and then you will die as this reincarnate god so this lamb so you need to make sure that you're always adding people so it 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 it's in it's tense because some things get out of control but stick with it you know just listen to your cult followers you know and (laughs) take care of them and uh they'll they'll do you okay so i went down i went from like eight or nine followers down to two i was like man i've been playing this game i'm gonna lose all my effort like all my progress but i got more and uh i got them to stop dying and stop getting angry and i'm, I'm taking care of them and it's fun because like I, I think i was focusing too much on the fighting mechanic and not in this, the town mechanic so i kind of chilled out and I it's say, really you gotta really balance balance it yeah i was gonna say that doesn't seem like a brandon game like the town management that's what like i was thinking too looks, yeah but yeah why well, like if I like some simulators you will be happy as a pig as shit because they remade the, apparently on the Cult of the Lamb merch store. They have a Jaws poster with like the lamb at the top, yeah. and then it looks like the demon god coming up from the from bottom, the like his okay. jaws. Yeah, oh, it looks pretty fucking. That's so pretty cool. dope. Yep. But I, does it, how's the music? Because they, the music, they I was just have, gonna say the in the music they have good. vinyls. The in, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. The like, vinyls of the music is on the site too, and I'm like, you gotta have good music if you're gonna put out a vinyl. Yep, of the it's it's soundtrack. got that. Groot, it's got that super catchy indie quirky cute music in the background that you totally like work to for sure that's pretty sweet yeah i'm I always down for a good roguelike um roguelite i guess yeah. i should say this... so like when you go out on missions like that's the roguelite version of it and then when you come back it's like the town yeah but like the, the one follower might come up to him is like i have a brother like you gotta go and uh look for him and like another one would be like i need uh these flowers if you can get these flowers i'm like yeah so when you're out there fighting like in hades you know like i keep referring to that game but like you're fighting these different monsters and all that stuff and you're dodging and killing shit um in that r- level that screen or that room or whatever there'll be you know the things that you might need like resources like grass mm-hmm. wood fruit stuff like that so like it kind of get it forces you to go out and fight to get the resources that you need to take care of your people so it really does a good job once you get into the game. It really does a good game loop where like you just can't get out. I'm like oh, but I just, before I go to bed, I just wanna, I just wanna build that thing. But if I wanna build a thing, I gotta get wood. Let me go get some wood. Let me go fight something. You know, and hour goes by. Did you, good sounds like a good loop. Yeah, it does. Did you buy this one? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I think okay. I got it on sale for like fifteen bucks. Nice. Uh, I would say it's a game that you you, you can yeah under twenty dollars. 
Like, I, I don't want you... that a game like that on my Switch or my Steam Deck, like Portable. I, yeah. I wish I got it on Switch. I'll be honest with you. I think mm-hmm. it's a game that you can totally play in bed because the shifts that you've put in when you do a run or when you take care of your village, like when you do both of those, it's a good hour. Like it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be. It could easily be done in like half an hour or less. But it's a good hour of just kind of yeah, upgrading. Sounds like good chunks like of, Damn, of gameplay. It's on yeah. sale right now too, Brandon, for fifteen bucks. Oh, fifteen dollars. That's what I got it for. I normally was... twenty five, but it's sale okay. ends uh, after Halloween, so fifteen dollars to an up. indie developer who did a good job. Yes, it's published by you know Revolver. I've uh, heard nothing but good things about it. Devolver yeah, also. Devolver, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so okay, that's cool. Nice. That sounds awesome. I um, I do. I have the demo downloaded, and I have not touched it because I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on it. So. It's a fun game to play with little kids in because they're like, "Did you just sacrifice that?" I'm like, "I did, son. <laughs> I did because he disobeyed." But it's such a my it's law like such and my word. Uh, law. Heavy, I don't heavy themes, you. but such a cute art style. Yeah. It is. It's it's. Yeah, funny. It's got it's there. loaded with charm. It gets ten out of ten on the charm. But I would give this game easily a like nine out of ten. Like it's just really good at what it meant to do. And I, I think you're. I'll close with this: the mishmashed hybrid approach was just is a good thing. I want to see more of that in games. Yeah, definitely. Nice. That sounds like a fun one. Well, whale. Well, speaking of well. roguelikes, I played a roguelike. Oh. Um, Everybody's heard of this little indie game called Dead Cells, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. all played Dead Cells. I got the Castlevania Ooh. DLC for Dead Cells. How is that, I think that, I mentioned dude? it a couple weeks back. Yeah. Um, yep. I had, like, I loaded it, and then, like, it it took me a minute to get used to it. Um, first off, absolutely amazing. 10 out of 10. Yeah. One of the best, one of the best DLCs for kind of any game that I've kind of put together because it is so well incorporated into the main game. So it's not like you just be like, Hey, I'm going to play the Castlevania DLC or whatever. You do your dead cells run as normal. Um, except now, uh, what's it? Alucard, you know, you'll go through a run and you'll run into Alucard and you'll talk to him and he'll say like, yo, I need some help at this Dracula's castle. Come help me out. And you're like, word, and then you die, and then you come back, and then, you know, you start your next run. And every single time you start a run on the beginning level, if you just keep cutting right, like, you'll find a set of stairs, and the stairs go down, and that's how you get into the DLC. It's like, Oh, you baked. can choose to either go do the it's normal game baked, or the DLC. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Baked yeah. into the that's normal game, which is amazing. Smart. Because I like that. Like, if you want to just do a regular run, you just, you know, you go up or down or right. whatever. But I know, you know, if you see that set of stairs in the first level, you go down that steps and then you get to the castle. Castle outskirts is the first one. Okay. And it is super impressive the amount of, because they pull in everything from Castlevania. They pull in characters. They pull in the weapons, weapons. They pull in the music. They pull in the levels. They pull in fucking everything. And they... Dead Cells has that side has a fantastic side scrolling kind of loop and it's got that great gameplay that goes with it that it kind of fits so perfectly into the Castlevania. It did inspire a lot play of style. the whole genre. So like for a game to pull yeah. into the game, it, it should fit. Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, 
mm-hmm. it does fantastic, but like it, it still does that same loop where you're still using um, the cells to unlock new weapons, using yeah. the cells to unlock new new mutations. But now they're all like Castlevania based weapons, so you're Whips. unlocking the boomerang and Morning Star. No, wi- I ain't got no whip yet. Holy but... water, holy water, water. yeah, boomerangs, Cross. axes. Um, it's got all of the same. All the same guys, like, and they, like, their attack patterns are same, the same, their move lists are the same. So when you see a knight and he throws an axe, like, yep. the knight throws the axe the same way. Same thing with, like, the skeletons okay. and, cool. like, everything. Like, the bats, like, the Castlevania bats always have that thing where they, like, fly down next to you yep. and then they kind of shoot across. Yeah. But they have that same, so if you played Castlevania yeah. before, it's. It's like putting on a comfy old sweater or putting on a warm pair of shoes that you, you know, old worn pair of shoes. Does it stop and then it tells you like nighttime has come and all that stuff? <laughs> uh, I don't remember if they said what a terrible, I think they did at some point say what a terrible night to have a curse or something yeah, like that. Okay. But, That's got to work but so as well you, with Dead Cells too because that game oh, is just so tight. Like the controls, the game. combat. Oh, I so feel good. so, I, I'm excited just talking about it because they, they did such an amazing job of porting this over in there um i know i talked about the music and the enemies and all that stuff but like the locations like you start it does the same it's got that same ramp up that castlevanias do where you start outside the castle then you go inside the castle then you go to a clock tire clock tower and then you go like um you fight death is a mini boss the death mini boss is kind of like the point where like if you're going to have a good run, Skill if you beat check. death, then you're going to have, yes, you're going to have a good run and you're going to be better fucking batting down the hatches. Get ready for a good half hour run. Um, wow. Cause death is kind of a, kind of a dick. Um, but I have yet, I've, I don't even know how many runs I've done. I have yet to get all the way to Dracula. Okay. I've gotten to, I've gotten into Dracula's castle. I've gone, up above it and they all kind of they follow that same uh game pattern where like if you're in the clock tower you've got to go like you're trying to move up if you're in um i think you go down to the dungeons at one point you're just kind of pushing right and stuff like that um it's it's like a a smoother more streamlined version of castlevania where because every run is so different where you're not just always hitting the whip and you're not always just getting like the same. You're not trying to follow the same patterns where everything is in the same place every time. I know where the holy water is here. I know where the boomerang is here. I know that to kill Medusa, I need to get, you know, my holy water and my triple shot. And she's dead in like two seconds. Um, it just it just feels so good. It works so good. It is. I, I just can't say enough about how absolutely fantastic this one is. This one, I this is one that like, you know. I will go back and I will play not during the Halloween season. I will play this for a long time, probably until I finally beat Dracula. But this is a good, this is like the, the top tier like version of bringing in DLC into the game. Like who, even when who made this that? game? Sorry. Oh, sorry. I did skip over that. Well, I'm just curious because that. wasn't it Konami that made, was it Capcom or Konami? Who made Castlevania? It's Konami. Konami for uh, Castlevania, yeah, yeah, that partnership. Yep. Dead Just... Cells was created by Motion Twin. They've got like three studios here, so I don't. It's probably the ports, we talk about like indie studios or whatever. But usually, with the, usually sometimes with indie games, they'll have like a different studio do a port to like 
a yeah. platform like switch or something that's what happened with darkwood that's uh, a that's a different studio did the switch port bramble did as yeah. well it was like chicken lunch or it was like some chicken something mm-hmm. i was just like what and it literally <laughs> just said three people's names and they exported the nintendo switch i'm like there's yeah. a company well, and they just do that like that's well their it's job. more than just saying file export to switch <laughs> <laughs> oh really a little bit more <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, this one's made by Motion Twin, and it looks like they've got seven people there. But I'm curious, like, why? Um, why? How did like Castlevania guys be like? Yeah, go ahead. Put Konami is all about doing game. partnerships. This because they don't make games anymore. They just fucking oh, license true. out their IPs to everybody they make else. Pachinko machines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they're making money. They're just fucking licensing out all their famous IPs. It's crazy. And I mean, the stuff that Dead Cells is kind of like a, you know, they, I don't say they cribbed a lot from Castlevania, but like they're, it's a perfect they took a lot marriage. from that genre. Yeah. It is kind it's of the closest the you can marriage. get. Yeah. For, within reason. You're making yeah. me want to go back and play Dead Cells because I never actually Dude. finished like a run of the, the base game. It's so fucking hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I got good. to the second or third world so good, and I'm like, though. I'm done. This is, well, this is good. And like, even before Castlevania, with all the things that they've added to it, like I don't yeah. know when the last time you played was, but it was all free not... content too. That yeah, they've added up to this point. This is their first paid DLC. If I don't think this like this one wasn't that expensive. Um, just the to add the DLC on, I think it was like five bucks, ten, ten bucks. Okay. Like ten, yeah, on top of on top of regular oh, dead cells. You're making me want to um, play, but. Like you know how you get you get the boss cells from beating like the first run. I beaten I beaten the main run once. Um, wow, okay. that's as far as I got. But when you when you start now, you can go down and get like an additional mutation that like prevents you. It prevents you from getting more boss cells, but it also gives you like an extra powerful thing to help you progress further in the regular game, which okay. is really cool because like some of them are like you know poison damage actually heals you now or like. Anytime you're doing bleeding damage, you are getting back like 3% of your health Ooh, okay. or stuff right. like that. That so, sounds helpful. <laughs> yeah, so it is It is very helpful where you can play in like a regular, you can play the regular normal mode. You don't have to play in easy, but you can add on these additional mutations, which you're not getting the boss cells. But at the same time, you're, you know, you're seeing more of the game. You're unlocking more weapons. You're unlocking more stuff. So that's cool. Like my like best that. run, I had... I had like the anything with bleeding damage, you know, gives you back health. And then the first weapon I got was like a sword that causes bleeding damage. And I would like as I was hitting people, they would be beating me. My bar would go down. But then as I hit them, it would just like fill right back up. Okay. And it was a fantastic. Because I don't like I don't like games where like I lose so much health that like I'm avoiding fighting everything. But like there's so much to fight that mm-hmm. I'm like I'm constantly jumping around stuff. I'm like, this is. In a game so like I, that, you you want to fight stuff because right, exactly. So, so it's a for the rewards. You're like, well, if you fight it though and you beat it, you'll get some health out of it. So I think that's a great, great. It is. Upgrade. Yeah, I think the Dead Cells and Castlevania is. I think it's on Amazon for like forty bucks for both of them together. If you already have Dead Cells, a I highly recommend you go back and play it if you haven't played it in a while because they've got all this new DLC yeah. and then throw on the Castlevania on there and it's given me like that that Hades compulsion to just do I know it's run, like just when like you to keep going and keep going Dude. Hades had more story to it but this just guys it feels so good Hades that... 2 is coming out next year right at like the oh, beginning of next yes. year I can't I still gotta wait. I still I gotta finish Hades I still haven't beat Hades yet 
Really? Oh my god! I always get. Oh, I always beat, lost like, one run. No, I always. Beat? I always lost the fight no. at the end. Yeah, that's tough. But no, never that got was to my dead 10. cells, Castlevania. That's. I will stand on a soapbox and I will yell about this all day. I. I can't recommend this one enough. So it's awesome. There's enough of me gushing. I like um, that you picked another game that is like me, where it's not that scary. It isn't scary. It's kind of like. I mean, like that's kind of that. what I was thinking. Like, it's got vampires. It's got mummies and yeah. wolves and like but you put the first game was scary stuff, but like... the second one not so much Same well me. i'm up yeah. next and i picked yeah my Another next scary game. game fucking scary game oh, oh like yeah, actual legit oh, yeah. scary game no thank you is it okay i don't know this one uh this is a little game called soma um very critically acclaimed people love this game it's a 10 out of 10 on steam people consider it like one of the best so- horror games <laughs> Ever. I googled it, and uh, Soma is also women's lingerie, intimates, and bra oh, apparel. Okay. So, uh, search for Soma game. Sorry. Soma game, yes. Go who ahead. Made, who uh, made it? This is uh, developed by developed and published by Frictional Games, which is the same makers as Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Yeah. Okay. So, are yes, they American? Made an Amnesia game. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'm just curious they if, uh, they are Swedish. Anybody? No, they are Whoa, Swedish. Okay. Another Swedes. Nice. Yep, right. they are Swedish. Uh, okay. So, yeah, so, Soma, first-person survival horror game um, mm-hmm. released in 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it's so been it's, you know, yeah. it's been out for a while. Uh, but I just remember when it first came out, people were raving about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be in the horror, like, horror genre fan um mm-hmm. obviously to appreciate it but like people who love that genre really love this game uh when it it's came got out. some bioshocky feels to it from so the pictures so i'll give you the the setting and the plot uh synopsis here so first at first when you start out in the game you're just you wake up you're this normal guy and you had just been in like a car accident and you have brain damage um you're basically mm. your brain is bleeding and you only have a couple months to live essentially so, um, he, the main character like is involved, you know, he gets involved with this like research, uh, research company like this, I don't know, some dude that's doing brain research. Um, and he offers him like this trial for this, uh, program where you get your brain scanned and then it basically, it takes the scan of your brain and it does a simulation of like treatments, like a computer simulation of all these treatments. And then once it develops the perfect treatment it can apply it back to your brain so it can heal okay. his brain or whatever so huh. go to this cool you go to this uh place with this dude this researcher and you go to get your brain scanned scan happens everything goes dark you wake up you're in this desolate underground underwater research station no semblance of how you got there you just appear that you know you just wake up and you're you're there um so that's part of the mystery like how you got there why you're there all this stuff Mm -hmm. um but like the the world building is really cool because there's like so that you're in this underground research station but yeah on the surface uh there was like an apocalyptic event that happened so the only people left like survivors on earth are this people the people in this underwater research station Hmm. Um, so you're basically, you're going around trying to find, it's very traditional, like 
survival first person horror. There's no combat. Um, it's all like sneaking around, uh, yeah. puzzle solving. Oh, no. I can't. You might have just lost me there. It's a uh, it's a combination. I would say between like Alien Isolation with like the the gameplay, but you you never. I mean, I didn't finish it, but from what I played, you don't get any weapons, nothing to defend yourself. So you're no. I looked this up before. Away. You're right. Yeah, you only run away. I think. Um, so Alien Isolation, Dead Space, I would say for like the setting. So it's not in space, but like it's it's almost Might as well be. it's water. It feels like a space station. Uh, yeah. You know, this research station. Very creepy. Very dark. Um, a little bit of Bioshocky vibes thrown in there only because it's like this underwater uh, setting. But it's, is it one of those games where there's like constantly somebody talking to you like a narrator? Like, like, hey, get down in the tunnel and then we'll get you in the evac room and OK, so, go to the medical bay and we'll. It starts out with just you, but you do eventually um, pick up like this AI partner. Uh, so you have like this device called an Omni tool, and eventually you meet this uh, whatever she. So the whole the whole thing of this game, it's kind of like what Dave she? said with with Signalis, um, where like it explores the idea of what it means to be human, and like. If, if it's just your consciousness, are you still human? Are you still alive? You know, if you're if you're not in your body, but your consciousness right. is still exists. So it explores a lot uh, with that yeah, idea. Right. It explains the poster art for the game because it shows like a woman looking in the mirror and sees a robot on the right. other side of the or whatever. Vice yeah. Versa. So there's there's a couple, uh, you know, throughout the, the game, there's a couple times where you come across these robots and they're clearly robots, but they think they are people. So like they're people like living people who used to be alive, their consciousness has been put into these robots, but they are not convinced that they are actually a robot. They're like, what are you what are you talking about? I'm you know, I see my hands. I'm I'm me, you know, but you're like, mm. I see a robot in front of me. So like it's it's cool uh, how they explore that huh. idea. But uh, yeah, eventually you get, you know, one of those people kind of that narrator in your head telling you where to go and what to do. But um, okay. yeah, I, it, I know we, t- we talked about indie games don't usually have like, it's all text-based voice acting. This game actually has a good, uh, like a good amount of voice acting and it's for an indie game. I, yeah. I hate to quantify it that way, but for an indie game, it's really, really good voice acting. Like it's obviously okay. not on the level of like the last of us or, you know, acting like that in a video game, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's good and it kind of it almost reminded me a little bit of like the main character reminded me of like ethan from resident evil 7 where he's like okay. not you know shit. right he's like Whoa, what the he, fuck right he's not really like terrified by what's happening in front of him he's just yeah. like going along with it so yeah I, so I was like okay that's kind of interesting um but it's it's pretty scary because like you have these huge hulking monster like machine. It's like a combination of like a machine and like a I don't know, robot that's oozing black goo and they're like stalking you. Yeah, it's no, fucking you. creepy as hell. Um, but it's you wear it's headphones cool playing the, this thing. Oh, yeah. And the the uh, sound design is really fucking good. And I think that part what part of what makes the game so scary because it reminded me of like Resident Evil 7 where you're walking through this uh, underwater research station. You're hearing 
like the creaks and the groans of the station, like the water pressure from the station, it sounds like it's about to collapse. You hear, you know, something, it sounds like someone's right behind you, but really it's just something creaking in the background. Oh, no. A lot of that, a lot of that stuff. Um, But the main gameplay is you're, I mean, you're going through the station, you're trying to basically get, your end goal is to get to this arc, they call it, Mm -hmm. which basically... The arc is they gathered all the consciousnesses from the people in the research station. They put them on this spaceship and they're going to blast it out into space where all of their consciousnesses will live in this like virtual reality space oh, for that's, eternity. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's all so, nice of them. So that's like their their escape plan to get on the arc um, okay. and get out of there. So, uh, but yeah, you're uh, you're going through the station. It's you're, There's not always something stalking you. Um, a lot of times you're just solving puzzles or trying to, uh, figure out what to do next. But I mean, the atmosphere okay. is like so, super, super creepy at all times. So Eric, you said amnesia, right? Same, same guys that did yeah. amnesia. So an amnesia, right? Too scary for me to check out. Why would I check it out? I've, and I, I know that those are scary games, but I, they added a bunch of game pass and they're like, I don't know, the newest one was like a remake of the first one, a remaster or something. So I'm like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. going to check it out and just see how long I can last until I uninstall it, right? What was cool was they had an assisted mode, which takes away any threats in that game. So you can play it for the story and do all the puzzles and not worry about dying. Interesting. That's kind of cool. So I'm like, I'm like, I love assisted mode. I'm playing it in a few games. I'm playing assisted mode in Resident Evil 4. You know, I got so much ammo in that game. Um, and I, I was going to ask, did they do that for Soma where they have an assisted mode? Where Not you that I can off? see. I can, I can, I can answer this one. Or there is you. an there, easy mode. There, there is an there's easy a mode. safe mode. They call yes, it. Yes, that's right. There is monsters. Monsters still haunt the hallways of pathos, but they don't attack you and can't kill you. I forgot about that. There is. There I, then is I can play mode. the game. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can, but so, but it's so, it's still so probably scary. creepy as fuck. <laughs> But yeah, I'm curious yeah. what it happens it, in the safe mode. Like if you go up to them, do they? It fuck? says it makes it more part of the scenery, and okay. like you know, you'll still hear the heart thumping when you get close to them and stuff like that. But like they don't, they don't attack you. They can't kill you. Yeah, because in the normal mode, uh, if they fucking if they spot you, they car- chum come charging at you. Like fucking <laughs> <laughs> so that scary. just creeps me out right now. I can't. I can't, yeah, I can't. That happened in uh, Bramble. I was playing a game and the shit would just like run at you. I'm like, fuck. Dude, it's yeah. so creepy. Like, cause yeah, one of the monsters had like a spotlight and was like searching around. As soon as it fucking spots you, it comes charging straight at you. And I'm like, That's does it I show you how you die? This. So I never actually died in the game. You have like a couple of hits that you can take before you actually, it's not like a one hit kill. Oh, death. okay. So like, just... I thought I was dead. So I, I ran directly at the monster just to like, cause I had no other option. Like I was just gonna, I was dead, but that so the actually, the best way to make them not scary is right. to just run at the bad guy. So that was actually, it was a that. good thing. <laughs> it was a good thing that I did that. Cause I was like trapped in a corner, but when I ran into them, the screen like went white for a minute. Like I got hit by something, but then when it came back, like the monster had like backed off me a little bit. So I was able to actually run away and hide um so i don't know how many hits you can take you basically so once you get damaged your like your vision starts to get a little bit blurry and it will stay that way until you heal like there's these Mm. 
They look like buttholes on the wall, but they that's <laughs> what you use to heal. You like stick your yeah. you stick your hand in the butthole and it heals you. Um so and okay. those are like few and far okay. between. So like you can take a yeah. couple hits before you die. I never actually died. Um but okay. I didn't I didn't well, finish cool. this game. It's not too long. I think it's like eight hours. I played three hours of it. But I, beat says, I wanna I wanna keep playing it. Main story is at nine hours, nine minutes. There you okay. Go. Oh, there so you go. Spot on. But uh yeah, very cool setting. And it's it's cool because like you actually go outside into like the open water and you're walking around. No. Which I was like, okay, I'm not I, I'm not trapped in the space or I'm not trapped in the station anymore. So outside I'm probably safe, right? No, that's not the case. There's still there monsters? monsters out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like they're in the fucking when you're outside, you know, you can't I mean, it's the bottom of the ocean, so, so it's you can't see that far in front of you. Yeah. So like there's just shit lurking in the darkness. Yeah, it's it's creepy. Ugh. That sounds like a cool one. This picture looks cool. creepy as shit. It looks like yeah. Like it's Bioshock creepy as hell. kind the, of atmosphere and the creepiest part is is the atmosphere. Um I mean, when the at least when the the monsters are like in your vicinity, you you can clock them, you know where they are, you can hide, you can like lean out behind things to you know see where they are, because a lot awful. of times, you know, you have to wait for them to walk past, and then you just sneak right past them and you know get to your whatever objective or yeah. whatever. So, but uh, yeah, it's definitely creepy for sure. It's always a trick in like those sneaky games with like. How sneaky are you? Can like once you're out of their cone of vision, can you just like walk past them? Like, or you know, it's always like figuring out like how how this, the stealth mechanism works in games. This game is definitely sound based. So if you make too much noise, if you crash into something, uh, you know, objects on the floor. Yeah. One cool thing about this game, everything is movable. Like you can pick up anything and like chuck it across the room. So if you want to distract a monster, you could pick up a can on the table and throw it. So you can distract mm, them so okay. you can walk past. So the the monsters definitely respond to sound. Um, so you can, you know, use that to your yeah. advantage, which is kind of uh, cool. It's good. super oh, cool. It's a cool feature. Nice. Well, thank you, Eric, for bringing that to class. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think if we're good, we got one last one. This is a little bonus one that we kind of, we were debating on for a little bit um, that, Everybody's favorite Halloween. Technically, it's an indie game. It is. Technically, it is. We're talking about Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Came out last year. It was on sale for like fifteen bucks, and I scooped it up. Brandon already had it, so we're like, "Fuck it, let's let's throw it in. Let's strap on the proton packs. Let's go bust some ghosts." It's a game made for fans. You know? it, it really is because there was you can this is another one where there's like a lot of detail and a lot of love put into this game mm-hmm. you can feel you can feel the love i feel um, like it's canon too because if you if you watch the ghostbusters afterlife movie that came out mm-hmm. this takes place right after that so it's if, yeah got winston and it's got um ray in it yeah, and the, well, the post credits sequence from Afterlife was Winston deciding that he's gonna go fix up the old yeah. the old ghost house yeah, and I fix up the yeah fix up the thing. Yeah, you know. well, yeah, that's what's not giving too much away, but um, yeah, essentially you're just like a a four, four hire 
Ghostbuster, you're, you know, first person busting. Um talking yeah. to going to talking to Ray, you're talking to Winston, you're walking around the firehouse, and then you and your couple buddies go party up and you go bust some ghosts. You yeah. go to all sorts of cool there's a lot of environments. I didn't really see any repeated that we played. Yeah, they got like a good hand. Yeah, and... they got a good amount and they just did an ecto edition or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um it's a multiplayer focused game. Asynchronous multiplayer. Yes. Where yeah, one person is playing one asymmetrical, per- thank you. Yeah, yeah, one person's the ghost and everyone else is uh Ghostbuster. So you can style oh, okay. your character any way you want. It can be cool looking or you can be silly looking. Um it's mm-hmm. kinda got a Pixar Overwatch cartoony look to it, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of detail in the game. So fans will really appreciate all the models that they brought in and the different backpacks and you can upgrade, you know, your PK meter and you can PKG meter, right? PKE. Um, PKE, thank you. Uh, there's just a lot in the game. Uh, and I think you get more out of it the more of a, a fan you are for Ghostbusters. Um, oh, yeah. But the multiplayer, like, they, like the gameplay is pretty basic, but it's pretty fun. It's fine. Um, the guys that Ilphonic, and this is kind of what we were debating. I'm like, is, is this really an indie game? But after we went and looked, like, you know, Ilphonic, you know, makes and publishes kind of their own games. Um like their games, they've only done a few, but they were all like IP games. So that's what made it feel like. Hey, they're um, from uh, the US. <laughs> oh, okay. That's but true. dude, like the first game was what? Friday the 13th? No, right? they did on Friday the 13th. They did oh, a Predator game. Yeah, Predator and... Hunting Grounds. I wanted to play Yeah, that's what's pretty. I never played And they're that. all, those are all the same. What is it? Would you say asymmetrical? Yeah, asymmetrical, yeah. Asymmetrical, one. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. You means like they got their, they got their, you know, uh, the foundation of the game down and set. It's just like pulling in all the pieces from all those, you know, it's like, helped out on, uh, it's like we got our style in the, uh, the original. Yeah. I, can, I was cool. Multiplayer game. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. How oh, that game kind of started that genre, but um, yeah, I would say for $15, it's a good price. Uh, oh, it's fantastic for 15 bucks. I think it's, yeah. you know, do you is there any uh, like progression going on in this game? Um, Just unlockables, well, really. And there's a okay. story. Yeah, is it cosmetic or are you like upgrading your equipment and stuff? I think uh, it's all cosmetic. I, th- I think. Yeah, I think it's all cosmetic. You're probably getting boosts on stuff as you upgrade them. Like you know, this your cooldown of your proton pack helps. Like when you upgrade the proton pack, it you know. It makes yeah. it easier to tag ghosts, but it also gets more heat or, you know, it's kind of like that. Literally says in the description, as players progress, they will unlock cosmetics and upgrades for both Ghostbusters and ghosts to evolve their gameplay experiences. There you go. Okay. Boom, shakalaka. Um, the uh, the company, which is kind of weird, Ilphonic, um, was founded by, you know, three guys and Raphael Sadiq, who Raphael Sadiq was one of the founding members of Tony, 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 a R and B group back in the nineties, which huh. I still, I still, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony is still solid. You know, they got some jams from back in the day, just kind of funny, but mm-hmm. it's, it's weird to, you know, see somebody kind of cross over as like in a singer songwriter, like performer. And then sure. now he owns and helps run the video game studio, which is you know super cool. Sweet. So good for him. But no, I thought it was fun. We played a couple matches last night. Um, it's like really kid the, friendly. 
Like you care, yeah, kids. Very... If you if you want your kids to like Ghostbusters, you can play this one with your kids. That's it's enough for like for the sure. Ghostbuster adult play, fan playing it. But the kids would be like, "This is pretty fun." Zap and go, like walking yeah. through a museum, and like, "Oh shit, that painting is moving." And you go and like, "Oh no, I've been slimed." And then there's people running around, like, "Oh, like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. leaving." Like you gotta cock people down, like, "Whoa, don't leave." Is because you're a Ghostbuster. Like you're supposed to go in and like catch the ghost, but like you're doing damage, so like you're, you're losing control. money when you're just dis- when you're trying to zap shit. Like you might blow away like an art piece or a chair or a wall or a light or something like that or a window, you know, and it comes out of your pocket. So it's, uh, hmm. yeah. Yeah. And the goat, while the ghost is trying to make the location like haunted, like it goes from like, you know, percentage of how haunted it is. Well, like they'll yeah. scare the shit out of people and people will flee the scene and people start fleeing, like, like running out of the building. That means like the haunt's going to go up and you got to, you know, talk people down like Brandon said, or, you know, bust the ghost a certain number of times. Make sure they you kill the ghost respawns, and then you trap them in the trap. And trapping them does not get old. It always yeah, is it's so very, fun. Yeah, just like fuck you, and then like, and like and he the goes fact that the... you can when you go back to the firehouse, you can walk back down into the basement, put the trap into the thing. You know, press the buttons, and you know, yep. light is green, trap is clean. Like that's just it's just fucking fun. It's. Fu- I like that a game like this is like there's gameplay. Like you know you're gonna go and catch ghosts. But oh, the there's first gameplay. Thing you, but but I say that because well, but the first thing you're gonna do probably right, Dave, is explore the fuck out of the firehouse. I looked at every nook and cranny of that. Firehouse. Yeah, it's just like, going the yeah, you go in the says, basement. Uh, they reprise their the roles too. Uh, yeah, race that's what I'm saying. Like you're not gonna just Winston run and go and play Ray. the game. Like Winston you're gonna Ray, yeah. You're going to take your time and just walk around and well, look at all the detail. It's just, it's well done. And currently the firehouse is dressed up for Halloween. So like there's pumpkins yeah, everywhere, cool. there's skeletons nice. yep. everywhere. And I'm yep. assuming when it gets to Christmas and stuff, like they might, you know, it's, it's, it's cool Christmas that Street. they, you know, they put that kind of stuff in there. It's interesting because like Ray's house of like shit. If you watch the movie, if you watch Ray's the latest, what's Ray's that? house of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, not house of shit yes it's raise a cult uh yes that building is in the movie right because he's he's called in the afterlife and he's talking to mm-hmm. them and all that stuff and i'm like all right that's interesting where is he apparently it's right next door to the firehouse it's like, not right next door let's be in honest. the game it is uh, yeah in the game well winston probably bought it and moved him over there that's probably i'll yeah me we'll build some, with that we'll build some real life yeah, that's yeah. i thought story. he bought like an old starbucks or something in the in the kind of looks like one actually movie. he said at one point winston says that they or he said that they tried to open a coffee house in the old ghostbusters place oh maybe that was something it. like that okay like that's funny okay. he said yeah. made a comment like that or something like that but it's yeah it's just a fun shits and giggles kind of side game if you like ghostbusters absolutely i it's think a, it's a must fantastic buy. for you yeah. yeah just play with our buddy driving d van uh, from our discord yeah, I think I he's, he's a huge ghostbuster that's fan. why huge yeah. yeah that would be cool nice yeah. all right we got any honorable mentions um that we want to spit out before we you no. know, cut cut out and go to the next i, I don't think so really i think as far as indie games go they're we you know they're usually a good focus because they're usually very accessible because they're at the lower price point mm-hmm. um I want to shout out like Resident Evil games. Like you can get Resident Evil Seven for like five to ten bucks. Like all the old like the remakes of 
old Resident Evil games are super cheap. Um, we've got Dead Cells coming over to uh, oh the remake Game Pass. Game Pass. The yeah. remake is coming over in just another week, and I mean, I always play Castlevania games around this time of year, like Lords of Shadow. Like that game is fucking awesome. Like Dude, third person love- action adventure, like God of War, Castlevania. Like it's it's great. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Phasmophobia, but I would love to play that with you guys. I have heard of that. So it's like Ghostbusters, but realistic. So you're actually going into like real, you know, not real, but like haunted houses with real like ghost hunting equipment that like, you know, the ghost hunters use and shit. Um, And you're trying to determine what kind of ghost it is and all this stuff, but. I've seen streams of it and it looks really fun with like a, a group of people. Ooh, this looks creepy as shit. It, it is, yeah. It looks, it's like actually scary, but it, 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 I think it, it would be fin- fun. Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. But uh, I think it would be fun to, because I think we would be maybe less scared if we were all doing it together, but it's cool because it uses like spatial audio too. So, like, if your characters are far apart, in the game you can't hear each other as well over your headset because like in the game you're using radios so it makes it uses spatial audio and i'm like if one person dies they can't talk anymore like you can't hear them anymore oh this looks great (laughs) yeah this looks like uh found footage the video game yeah so i think Uh, that would be fun sounds scary as fuck but if i could play with (laughs) buddies sign yeah we would all be together until one of us dies well then we cry Yep. Nice. All right. Well, no, that's a good, a good honorable mention. Um, let's take a break. We've talked about video games for a long time here. So uh, let's take a quick break, and we're going to do a quick indie game quiz. Um, when we come back, let's wrap this up. for our round of indie said what i don't know <laughs> indie I, said give, what? I didn't give this game i didn't give this game a good name um we're just gonna do I a quick tell. indie trip <laughs> yeah thanks all right um to kind of you know give a couple shout outs to some other indie games that we've come across throughout the years so um we'll go back and forth you guys are gonna be playing against each other oh boy okay um first to three will win how's that the loser okay. has to go to uh, the underground or the underwater research station. Go to the dark woods. Yeah. Or the dark wood. Yeah. Loser gets Ugh. stuck in the dark woods. Would you rather go to the uh, dark wood or the underwater research research station with monsters roaming the halls? Probably the dark, dark wood. Yeah, I would choose the dark wood. Yeah. Those two. Um, number between one and a hundred. Go. Fifty-seven. One. I don't know why I picked that one, but that's what came to mind. Would you pick one, Brandon? Yeah. You're boring. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric goes first. I pick 77. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's a hot number. <laughs> All right, Eric. First question up. What is the name of the character in Braid? Braid is a, 
oh. old school classic game that's been around. I think this is like 360 days. It's like when uh, one, of, it's like pop, it popularized indie games almost. Uh, He's got four names underneath that picture, so you can read. Yeah. Jeremy, so, Tim, uh, Tom, name of the characters James. in Braid is yes, Jeremy, Tim, Tom, James. I never I actually played Braid, but want to. It is a it is a mind melter. I want to say it's Tim. I want to say that. Tim is correct. Sweet. Wow, I didn't right. know that. I was going to say James, but um, there you go. All right, Eric's on the board with a quick one. Oh, why can't I get the inside uh, question? <laughs> Jonathan Blow's time-bending narrative puzzle. Yeah, that one was a, a trip back in 2008. So, wow, um, 2008. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this quiz is brought to us by NintendoLife.com. So. Beautiful. Um, I am not taking credit for any of these. So, uh, Brandon, next. Inside, classic, uh, excellent follow-up to which celebrated game from indie developer Playdead, Limbo, Bastion, Undertale, or Hollow Knight? It is a follow-up to what Limbo, I think. Game. I want to say it's Limbo. You think? That is correct. Right. No. There you okay. go. Grim Puzzle Platformer Limbo. I mean, it's the same... Side it's the same game, right? Okay, kind yeah, of more, stuff. Yeah. So Limo and Inside, they I sell mean, like the packaged two games yeah. in one one disc. Oh, yeah. Are those games purely identical? Like I've played Inside way more than no. uh, Limbo, but I have no. They're, I, I mean, they're both side scrollers, but they kind of yeah. have that same. It's they're yeah. both the same side scrolling. They're both two D puzzle, puzzle platformers, but yeah, I mean, two or uh, Limbo is more like it's all like silhouette. The art style is much different. It's like silhouettes, right? Um, all right, it's the arts difference, but the gameplay is the same. You can go left, gameplay right, is up, down, really, and grab yeah, stuff, and jump. The same. Yep. Okay. Nice. Both great. All right, over to you, Eric. No visual representation here. Uh, this is an interesting one. Which of these indie games hadn't appeared on Nintendo platform prior to the Switch? Prior to the Switch. Super Meat Boy, Hollow Knight, Cave Story, The Binding of Isaac. Hadn't appeared. Think of all those a Nintendo those platform f- prior to the Switch. Sweet ass Wii and Wii U indie games. I know Hollow Knight did. I played that on 3DS. Cave Story also 3DS. Super Meat Boy, I believe. I think the I think the answer is the Binding of Isaac. Final answer? Yes. I would have gone with. Oh, really? Hollow Knight. Really? Hollow Knight. Oh, how? Oh, I was thinking of Shovel Knight. Oh, to release on the Wii U. I was too. I, I, I completely too, read that funny. as Shovel Knight because I oh okay. right all right Hollow Knight sales game. Yeah. I've never played Shovel Knight though Shovel Knight I, is oh, so fun I want to hear good things I know and it's never really on sale time. I want to get it dude it's <laughs> no, worth it's every time worth I go it. and look it's for so it good. it's like three yeah. ish bucks so yeah but you get everything for, with it really though, I guess. so I'm curious what the Binding of Isaac was on like that must have been on. D or yeah, that must have been on DS or something or 3DS. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Poor Wii U though, kind of crapped on it. So that's. I guess that's I'm not thinking of right. handheld. Uh, it could be. It could be Wii U. All right, Brandon, you're up. The I uh, hope he played Super Meat Boy. Uh, who is the villain who kidnaps once Bandage Girl in Super Meat Boy? Doctor Fetus, T Bone. Jamon York or Sirloin. <laughs> That's good. I don't know, but I want to say Dr. Fetus because I remember 
uh, something funny happened in the beginning of the game, and I think that's his Dr. name. Dr. Yeah. Uh, Sirloin's a meat pun, though. Mm. Dr. Fetus is correct. <laughs> and it's a fetus in a jar. That's, That's funny. Oh, there you go. Big Bad and Super Meat Boys, an intelligence little fetus fella in a life support suit. Lovely chap. That's funny. Nice. So Brandon is up to two. Ah. Eric, you need ah. to catch ah. up with this one. Ooh. Oh, here we go. Which oh. U.S. state is Gone Ooh. Home set in? Oregon, Ooh. Massachusetts, Washington, I I or New York? I love I Gone I Home, but I don't know if I remember the. It's been a while. I, I think it's it's too. either it's definitely the Pacific Midwest. Um, I mean, the picture right here has got some pine trees in it, so if that helps at all, I think it. I uh, it's Oregon. It's Oregon or Washington. I think I'm pretty sure it's one of those. Um, yeah, that's. I yes. can't click on them both. I can only oh, click on one. I'm gonna go with. Ooh, I don't remember. Oregon's my <laughs> Oregon's my gut. I don't, I, that's that's my gut. Trust your gut. Yeah, trust your gut. It's my gut. That's what I would have gone with. Yeah, do it. My gut says either Oregon yes. is correct. The Fulbright Company's Gone Home is set in rural and fictional Boone County, Oregon. Gone home Boone is, County, did you guys play Gone Oregon. Home? Yeah. Yes. It's good. I really like that game. That game, yeah. I felt like it was going to be scary, but it actually. I know. Not. It sets itself up as a scary game. Because it's like an abandoned house. It's like a world, everybody. Story. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I love a good walking sim, but narrative yeah. first person walking sim is a little derogatory. I think our boy from uh, Firewatch did the sound for the Gone Home, Chris Remo. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I think so. Talented mofo. All right. Uh, we are at two to two. If you get this right, Brandon, I'm going to give Eric a, uh, a catch up question just in case. Okay. That's fine. And tie it, but... I don't know if I'm going to know. It's a fucking Wii U question. What is the name of this cracking Wii U indie release? There's a there's a cracking picture here. It's a cracking Wii U indie release. Nano Assault Neo, Affordable Space Adventures, Kerbal Space Program, or Faster Than Light? Faster Than Light, amazing indie game. If anybody has needs to play that, that would be a great Steam Deck game, Eric. If you're getting froggy for uh, roguelike. Shh. Shh. Giving him hints. No, no hints. It just says the game. I, I played it on PC, but it's on it's on other stuff. It's not just there. Shut up. Stop talking. I have I have I know, I have no idea uh, which one it is. I've Herbal got a space program, it. it's not that because i I know what that looks like. And it sounds like faster than light is not this. See? I don't know. Huh? Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. So it's either Nano Assault Neo or Affordable Space Adventures. And I see it looks like a little Sputnik little robot floating thing with eyeballs. And something else with a light. Oh, God. I don't know. Let's go with. Let's go with Affordable Space Adventures. I have no idea. Sounds interesting. That is correct. Wow. Good guess. Wow. Okay. I think I would have went with Nano Space Ventures. Assault, whatever. Because they look small. Yeah. One of the best Wii U indie experiences. I don't know if I even know. I've never game. heard of it. Is that. it on Switch, though? 
use the system's gamepad to great effect, which I think is one thing mm. that the Wii U did not leverage enough is that sweet ass tablet thing that it Yeah. Can, well, Dave, you're one it. of the 10 people that bought a Wii U, so why don't you Dude, download it and check it out? It's still set up in my living room. Yeah, so check so. it out. Come so check on. it out. They, no. Well, the Wii U shop. They, they closed the Wii U store. The Wii U store, shop so is no can't. longer, so he can't. I tried to buy the Zelda So this is a fucking brick now? You can't they, do anything with it? You can buy I discs. Mean, you can play games on it. You can buy discs. Oh. Yeah. You just can't buy anything from the store. So. What was this, right. the 80s? Okay. <laughs> Eric, this is your final attempt at uh, respectability okay. in life. So what happened? Do I... Is this Game's just over, for brother? Okay, is this just Chitching for gigs. respect? See, see if you can catch it. Yeah, which of these games does Shovel Knight not appear in? Hmm. Ukulele, Road Redemption, Firewatch, or Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? <laughs> this is a tough one. I'm gonna guess it's Firewatch because I don't ever. I mean, unless Firewatch, I don't know where where an instance of he struggle night would appear in firewatch i know he's in smash as like an assist trophy i know is he okay yeah i know he's in i think i i knew he was in ukulele <clears throat> road redemption road redemption is a road rash uh, yeah it's clone. a road rash clone which i could see him being in that. okay i'm going with firewatch because I, I don't think he's in show yeah that is okay. correct the answer is firewatch yep all right um Let's close this out, and I'm going to give you guys a, a tiebreaker here, so we can. Uh, so we can tiebreaker. Get this game's over, get, bro. Get this over with game's one quick over, question. Bro. Um, what are you talking about? I won. I I didn't have any fuck ups. He did. Brandon game's over. Won. Yeah, Brandon did win. All right, all right, all right. Well, all right. If you're if you're conceding, then I'll just no. I concede. That was it. Was a fair win. I I messed up. I misread the okay. question. I've or lost. Misread the answers. To the this before and it ends and ends. No, no like <laughs> lying a, bullshit. It was a fair win for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, I was just trying to make sure we're all on the level. Um, all right, uh, Eric, you now have to go to the dark woods. Oh, I have to work your not, way out of it's there. It's not going to be fun. Cool. Just go out well, during the day. That's true. Thank you for playing, guys. Thank you for playing uh, indie games. Um, I'd love to also. I, there's just not enough time in the day to play the amount of games that come out now. So. Especially this year, like, man, this year is it's, it's been incredible. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. for retirement because that's all right? I have to do is just catch up on video games. Let's uh, um, play Boulder's Gate three when I'm fucking sixty five <laughs> and retired. Oh my god, dude! I'm still playing Tears of the there Kingdom. There you go, <laughs> man. Is, I found yeah, a um, whole new air er, like area I have not explored. I'm like, oh my god! I got, oh. How many how many hours you got clocked? You'll have to let us know. I gotta look that up. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's gotta, gotta be up there. Way I, over. I fell it's off. gotta be over a hundred because I know you. I know you've been picking it up here and there. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, man. Oh wow, maybe I'll have to get back to you on that. Check it out. It's that All right. Good. Um. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. If people want to send us their suggestions for games or movies that we should play. Eric, why don't you give us the social deets and let's get out of here. All right. Well, if you want to follow us on the socials, you can follow us uh, at Nomads of Fantasy on X and Instagram. Uh, TikTok. Brandon's been posting lots of stuff on TikTok and YouTube. So the Nomads of Fantasy at the Nomads of Fantasy on TikTok. YouTube.com slash at Nomads of Fantasy on YouTube for all of our shorts and, you know, episode recording videos, all that good stuff. Check out the video version if you have not yet. Um, 
It's always fun to put up there, see our beautiful faces. Uh, if you want to join our Discord, thenomadsoffantasy.com slash Discord. If you want to uh, check out some merch, uh, just go to thenomadsoffantasy.com, click that merch link, boom, get your beanies, get your uh, <laughs> Brandon beautiful prints, vinyl, what are they? Are they vinyl prints? What are they? Uh, well, I think they're canvas, actually. Canvas. Oh, the canvas. Oh, mm, fancy. Right. Yes, and your mug. I want one of those mugs uh, for sure. Because those are some, some classy mugs. Uh, if you want to play our, our game, whatmapgame.com, if you like guessing video game maps. But other than that, I think that's all I, I got for you boys. You got anything else before we wrap up here? No, I'm good. All right. Enjoy your Halloween, everyone. Enjoy your Halloween. Play some play some horror games. You know, if you got some time, check out an indie or two. Support their, our indie developers. And as always... Safe travels, nomads. <laughs>